You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. The Goat Moose is in the building. Gary, go ahead and take it away. Well, as you can see, time is late yet again, and so who knows what he said beforehand. We're just going to go right into it. As you can see, we have a special guest. We have a former tag partner of D'Angelo Williams. And also a champion in from uh, TNA slash Impact slash every brand you can think of. Uh, Moose has joined us this week. Uh, and I know D has some very interesting things he wants to talk about. Uh, he yes. already prefaced some to me. And I said, I don't want to know. I want to save it for the podcast. Yes. So, D, I'm going to let you kick it off because you know my normal weekend did nothing. Started a TV show. That's about it. Yeah. What TV show did you start? From. It's on Epix. It's basically a show. Uh, it has one of the guys from The Walking Dead, um, okay. and then it is based on you're in, they're in this town, and once somebody once they come into this town, you basically can't leave. And at night, you have to go inside your house. If you don't, these people come and they basically try to kill you. And there's a talisman people put on their on their houses that stop them from coming in, but they only come out at night. So it's interesting. I'm only two episodes in right now, so. Okay. Man, what's the name uh, of this? It's called From. <laughs> Dude, okay. Look, I have to say this, bro. I hate your fucking mustache, Moose. I hate it, bro. It's throwing off those 80s vibes of like those old school TV shows, bro. You look like one of those guys. You know when you look at pictures that they was our age, but they look old as hell? That's what you gonna look like in your pictures. They gonna look yeah, back and be like, that. damn. That's what you look like to be 27? Like, damn, so you look old. You know, I, I like that you say you hate it because that means the whole the gimmick works there because if you hate it, I'm doing my job. Ah, oh, man, but this is real life. This is your life right now. This is outside of your job. This is what happened. I was telling my, I had a full fucking grown beard and I was going to get ready for a show and I was like, you know what? For the shows, I usually keep it all baby face. You know what I'm saying? So I fucking around with my wife. I just left the mustache on. I looked at myself. And I was like, Do I look like a fucking asshole right now?" I was like, "Yep, I'm keeping this shit." And fucking everybody fucking says the same thing. He was like, "Dude, you look like a piece of shit." I was like, "Yep, I'm doing my fucking job." <laughs> Dude, you're a horrible person. Like, <laughs> why would you even? Like, even you hate it. Like, I, I hate this, but I mean, you know what? It's, it goes great with my gimmick. Like, I get it. Think about it, dude. You should shave your. Think about the dude who never seen me wrestle. I make my entrance and see my mustache without even me saying a word or doing anything. They already dislike me. Look, Moose, so, I, I understand everything you said, but bro, you look like your fucking floating head, bro. Give me more body, man. <laughs> like, does that not bother you, Gary? It bothers no. me, bro. It bothers me. Okay, so I, I D, we'll, D, hold on, hold on. Before you start, D, next time you shave, shave the beard, leave the mustache. I want to see what it looks like. No. Just for a picture, you can shave it right afterwards. No, I because I know what like, pictures bro. look like when you get them, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's blackmail central. I've been there, done that. I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. With a mustache, you look like an '80s fucking teacher. Like, 
From the, a teacher? <laughs> from the 80s, bro. That's what everybody looks like with a mustache. I imagine all my teachers back in the day had mustache. Nothing okay. else, just a mustache. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hijack the podcast, Gary. I got, two, I got two questions. I got two questions, and it's probably going to take the length of this podcast for us to get through it with both you, Gary, and it's two situations, okay? And within those two situations, I want you to tell me who's at fault and what would you do from every perspective, okay? True story, story time. True story. It was a lady at the bar. She gets mad hammered. She was out with some of her friends. Okay. She get dumb hammered and her friends was like, no, you shouldn't drive. You, 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 this is not what you need to be doing. And she was like, no, I got this. I'm just right down the street. And she was like, it, her friends was like, no, nah, uh-uh, give me, give me your keys. And she was like, no, I ain't giving you my keys. They tried to stop her. She ended up getting in the car. She leave. As she leave and pull out and she goes down the street, she hit this car, killed the passenger in the car, and it was a passenger from the bar who took an Uber. He ended up dying. She ends up, like, beating herself up pretty bad, and the Uber driver dies. Who fault is that? Whoever took the keys. The lady, the lady, the lady that the drunk lady. and got and drove. Yeah. That's wow. a pretty simple answer. Yeah, because I'm stupid. Ass. I mean, I can't, I can't, I could, I could lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. And my response, I mean, if I, if you're in that situation, I'm gonna try my best to be like, hey, you're not driving, man. But if you want to fight me and be like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm gonna drive, then at some point I'm gonna be like, okay, I tried, man. It's like you on your own. Like I tried to look out for you, but at some point. The responsibility, it's not my responsibility to take care of a grown-ass man. I'm going to try, but at some point, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You just got to let him go. So I would see in that situation because that I have a different... terrible, Moose. You, no, so basically, it's... you just said that everybody that you'd never see get drunk or high or shouldn't be going out and driving, you let them drive because all they had to do was like threatening you, like, nah, man, you, I got this, and you'd be like, okay, all right, you got this. No, if they're gonna, they gonna try to fight me, then yeah, like, I'm not gonna fight for Like, I'm gonna try to be a good dude and be like, nah, man, you ain't driving. And if you try to swing on me, then I'm gonna be like, okay, well, you must be fucking coherent enough to handle a car if you're trying to fight. Then go ahead, drive. Go, 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 go ahead, Gear. We, we know Moose gonna give up on you. So, so my situation is different because I don't drink. So, like, if I'm out with that person, I'm going to drive them home. I'm not going to let them because I don't drink. But if it's everybody out there has been drinking and everybody else is Ubering, I think all you really can do is offer them to get in the car with you, the Uber, bring them back the next day. But, again, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. You can only yeah, do so much. Yeah, you can only do – at some point, you're going to have to let them be, like, you're on your own. Now, it's, it's it all depends on how far you're trying to take it. But at some point, if this person is so – defiant about driving home at some point you're gonna have to let them go from 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 my understanding moves every drunk person is what you're saying every drunk person is what you're saying so they're gonna get belligerent with you they're gonna try to fight you so you basically say like all right you can uh, if you i disagree i disagree what? because i've had some situations like you we all you know my you know john 
Abraham. Like I hung out with him a bunch of times where it was like Bro, names and stuff, man. You ain't gotta get into that, man. <laughs> but I, I had situations with him, and I know he don't care me talk about it. That he tried, like he was like, "Nah, I'm good. I could drive. Nah, nah." And I'll be like, "Nah, you ain't drive, man. He ain't try to fight. He just at some point he gave up. But if you t- if what you're saying is true, and the lady tried to fight and fucking threaten, it was like at some point you're gonna have to let him go. Like you know okay. what I'm saying? So- like, because I've had a similar situation. I've been with people and they're like, oh, I'm good to drive. I'm like, no, you're not. Give me the keys. And they're like, no, I'm good. And I'm, I basically take it. They don't fight me for it. And then they're good to go. And I think that's what it is. I think if now they're trying to fight you. There's only so much you can do. But if they're not going to do anything and they're just talking it, I think you as a friend can handle that situation. But when it gets physical is when you're, they're beyond saving on that aspect. It's crazy that a wrestler, when it gets physical, want to back down. But it's a, it's cool though. I get what you're saying. Right, no, here, I mean, so you you so I'm guessing you would get in a fight and be like, I, nah, you if, ain't. If it if it came down to a yes, because I've seen what alcoholism has done to certain people. Uh, I've seen what it done to my father, like my biological father, and it had been since some some situations where yeah, it had come down not with him, but with some drunk people that I know that are very aggressive when they get drunk. So I knew it was it was that time. So if I, it was coming down to it, yeah, we was going to fight for those keys because I knew that what he was doing was going to cost him way more than it. But it wasn't, and I guess I'm thinking at it from the wrong perspective. I wasn't thinking at it from like, oh, I'm saving people's lives from him drinking. It was more so me saving his career and what it would have done for his career. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so but that's that, more and the reason thing, why. Yeah. Another thing, too, like, I, like as I've gotten older, I've learned that, like, you're going to surround yourself around people who's not going to make a bad decision like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I know for a fact, if all three of us go out, I know Gary don't drink. I know you're not going to make a decision like that. And you know, I'm not going to make a decision like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be around somebody who I'm going to have to fuck. There's a chance he might get fucked up. and I might have to fight this fool because he's going to want to drive home or he's going to want to. I'm not going to be around that type of person. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm going to, if there's a possibility, I'm going to have to be around that person. I just won't go home. That's how I roll at all the time of life compared to when I was in my 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for instance, there's times, like, and you've been around the boys, you know what I'm saying, where we go out and fucking, it'll be like, fuck, if this dude get drunk, I might have to carry this dude around from bar to fucking bar to bar to bar. And my younger self was cool with doing that. But now I'm in that, I'm in the part, type of life where, like, man, if I'm going to have to carry this dude from bar to bar when he gets hammered, I'm just not going to go out. I'm going to stay my happy ass home. Okay. That's how I am at this point, point of life. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't that like I'm not cool with him. No, I'm cool with him. I love all my friends, but it's like, if what am I willing to do at two o'clock in the morning at 38 years old compared to 23 years old? You know what I'm saying? And me carrying a dude drunk from bar to bar ain't one of them. I feel you. Yeah. Gary, is there anything else you want to say? No, I, mean, that's, I think that's all, basically cleared it all. Uh, I'm interested in the second one you're talking about. Okay. I've been talking about this all week since I heard it. So go ahead. 
I, <laughs> so I'm trying to see how I want to frame this because I don't think you know what I'm about to talk about, but you might. I don't know. So we've all seen or heard of this 14 year old kid that fell off this um, this ride. And was that in Florida gear? Yeah, it was. That it was in Florida. So, from what I've read so far, this kid was uh, on a football trip, and he was with some some coaches and some of the other kids, and he got on this ride. The question that I have for you first is: Who's responsible for this kid? falling off this ride one and then two do you shut this ride down because you just lost a life Uh, i'll start i'll start i got you so i think they'll shut it down just for a little bit but i don't think it'll shut down permanently i don't think you should shut down permanently there's accidents that happen on these things they they test for it but there's an accident can happen at all times. It's happened in multiple rides. And they don't shut down every ride that something happens. Um, and number one, your first one, who's at fault? I think there's a dual fault. Obviously, I think it's at the ride operators slash ride, ride creators. But also, the person who's in charge is the coaches of the kids at that time. So if Bro, you're a parent back home, go ahead. if you're a parent back home, you put all your faith in the coach to make sure there's not a bad situation. Hold on. And then, obviously, the coach thinks nothing's going to happen. But I saw a picture of the kid. He's a big kid. Yeah. And they said they don't know if it – they don't They don't think it clicked. I think what happened is it didn't click, so it didn't have that, that safety restraint on him, and that's what caused it to happen, the accident to happen. And that's on the ride operators because he shouldn't have got it. And then also the coaches shouldn't have put him on knowing that there could be because of his size and maybe they couldn't click. And I think that's a, it's a dual issue because as a parent, I put my, my trust in this coach to take them and make sure all these kids are safe. And if he didn't make sure my kid's safe, he's at fault in my eyes for that. But I'm also blaming the ride operators and because they're both at fault. Technically, they're both at fault, in my opinion. And I do not think they will close the ride down full time. I don't agree with you at all. There's only one person that takes fault. <laughs> There's only one motherfucker person that takes fault for this, and it's the ride operator. One person. Because it's your motherfucking job, and I'm sorry for the cursing, to go seat to seat to make sure... There's a weight limit, number one, and the fucking belt clicks. Because, you know, every fucking kid is going to want to take the risk. I was that kid, you know what I'm saying? My son, there's been times I took my son to Universal and he was too short. And in my mind, I was like, nah, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. And the ride operator had to tell me, nah, motherfucking, he ain't going to be fine and you're not getting on. And it's a tough pill to swallow because you want you don't want to be the... the the fucking not fun dad and the not fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it sucks because it's like you really want to get on this ride and you want to have fun and you don't want to miss out on what your other teammates are missing out or you know what I'm saying? But it's the ride operator to be like, hey, bro, you too big. The shit ain't click. Your ass should not be on this ride. Like, it's it, it's not the kid's fault at all. Because oh, we all have kids. 
No, no, no. It's, it's, not the it's definitely fault. not, it's the, not the coach. It's not the coach's fault. It's the it's 100% the ride operator. And if I was a parent or the coach, I would sue the fuck out of that. Oh, they 100% will. Yeah. Because I, I, already know, I already know how this shit goes. It's like a motherfucking ride operator who's, yeah. Most, I, I'm finna tell you something, and, and and me and Gary don't agree on much. We don't agree on much at all. But this we do agree on. If in the event that I turn custody, temporary custody, over from me to you, for you to watch, or my kid is in your care, and something happened to my kid, I don't give a damn if it was an accident or not. You're responsible for that. You're responsible for that. This man wouldn't have never been at uni- this on this ride even close to this rider, even in, if I understand that I let him go, but I let him go with the oil contract with the person that I let him go with, that he going to be careful and he going to be safe. Yeah, I, I see your point. You got, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm turning, like, yeah, I'm not going to put him, if he's never been on the ride with me, he ain't going to never go on the ride with you. I don't want my kid doing something with you that they don't do with me. But are you going to give that instructions to the coaches on delivery that make sure my son don't go on any ride? Or I, I think the instructions to get him back to me. Yeah, no, but no, no. If you're going to go look, that I, route, you you're right. But if you're going to go that route, then you must like you're not going to. Okay, for instance, like let's say I'm going on, like you have your kids, you'd be like, hey, go with Uncle Quinn or whatever, and I decide, hey, I'm going to take these kids to Disney World. If you don't tell me that I, if you don't give me a list and tell me, hey, I can't go make sure my kids don't do this, 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 that I'm going to use a judgment on what's safe to do with kids. Because so I didn't get you, instructions. I'm, I didn't get instructions from I'm, I'm going to tell you something about Uncle Moose. Uncle Moose is a horrible person and is his gimmick. If he come <laughs> over and pick up my kids... And the first thing he doesn't ask is if they have allergies. If you don't ask me that, you don't need to be around my damn kids anyway. Because but, that's but the no, first thing you ask when you pick you, up kids is if they have any have, allergies. But you, that, that is part on you too because as a How is that on me? If you no, want to come get my you kids. You should be giving that information up too because I know my son has an allergy. So, like, my son is vegan. So if I if I take it to if I take it to fucking daycare, the first thing I'm gonna tell whoever the daycare is is, hey, my son is vegan. I'm not. They're not gonna have to ask me, hey, is your son so, vegan? So for instance, so with, with what you're saying is, if I pick your kids up, right, and I decide I'm gonna take them, I'm gonna fly them to Orlando or to I'm gonna fly them to L.A. to go to Disneyland, and the plane crash, you gonna blame me for it? Yes. I, it's not my fault the plane crashed. I, it, I ain't got nothing that's, to do with The reason why they own the plane is they own the plane with your ass. What you don't understand is, is people grieve differently. And the way I grieve, I'm telling you right now up front, it's your damn fault. It's your no, fault. No, it's no, no. your damn fault. You no, the reason no. why the plane went down, it's your bad luck <laughs> ass. That's what I'm going to think. That's what I'm going to think with my grief. You the reason why the whole damn plane went down, it was probably something you did or said that pissed that pilot off, that made that pilot want to nosedive and kill everybody on it. Yes, it's your fault. So so the only thing I would disagree with, Moose, on when you are talking about you should give the, here's what you should not do. But the thing is, this didn't happen at a, technically a theme park. 
It happened at an icon where there's like two attractions. This is not actual Disney or Universal. This is like the boardwalk attractions. So mm-hmm. the, the parents could have been on an understanding. Hey, he was just taking them to the theme parks. These weren't brought up as a place that you could go because it could just be walking by. Oh, we want to go on this. All of us want to go on this. You're not going to call the parents and say, hey, is it fine if they go on this? Now it's a judgment call on the coach. Because you aren't going to have you won't have they didn't have any preface that hey we're going to do this too. You're not going to give out an exact time on everything. Hey, I'm taking your kids to Universal. You think I'm just taking them to Universal? You don't know anything else. I could take them to the boardwalk. I could take them anywhere. Well, you gave me permission to Universal, but you're not there, so I can't give you any more. Especially if you're on a trip, they're going to try and do as much as they can. No, I, I would mean, say I, it is partly I, blame I on I agree with B in the sense that like. Your first reaction to the situation is going to be to blame everybody. Correct. But yes. once things settle down, and then you I'm get still to blaming point, you. I don't give a damn if it settles no, down. I, I may no, tell I, you that. Oh, I get it. I understand. I was just. I'm. I'm telling you right now. Me being who I am. Me being honest with you. If if I turn anything over in your possession, even Gary, no, I could get Gary. I could get Gary an old last toothbrush, and it's about to fall apart. And I give it to him, and it fall apart in his possession. He broke it. He broke it. <laughs> he broke it. I'm that person. He broke it. He. It yeah, he's broke. a different, different person in that aspect. I'm telling you the truth. I, it, if it wasn't broke in my possession, and I give it to you, and it's broken yours, you broke it. That just makes sense. So that's so just before, being the king of being petty, though. That's, that's just petty. Yeah, that's petty. That's so, yeah, that's, I, that's, I, that's, I, a, that's that's exact word. That's just petty. Okay. All I right. would like to hear. Hold on, I would like to hear Times' opinion on the whole situation. Who's at blame for that situation? Like, if you were the parent and you send your son off to do this and something happened like this, who who are you blaming? Who do you think's at fault? Oh, the person to blame in that situation is the person that was filming. You want to know why? Because the person that was filming distracted the operator from going about their business like they were supposed to do and go and check on everybody. And, and cause, I don't know if you saw it, like, they're filming, they're they talking, they're all, having, they're all having a good time over there. And then, you know, because of that, the operator don't really go around and do his checklist like he's, I mean, ultimately it's the operator's fault. But he don't go around and do his checklist like he's supposed to checking everybody. And so, uh, yeah, that's the operator's fault, number one, well, obviously. Most first and foremost. also... You also you gotta think about usually people who get these kinds of jobs are like fucking teenagers. teens or teenagers yeah. to like early twenties. Most of them high. Most of them don't give a fuck about <laughs> their job. Most of them ain't fucking doing it right. So it's like so and that's that's why you you have to blame the number first and foremost the, the blame goes to operate because you probably had a motherfucking teenager who didn't give a fuck about his job just trying to make extra money to buy some tennis shoes that's coming out in two weeks you know what I'm saying ain't really checking people it was like hey yeah you good my man like enjoy the ride and the dude die like oh my bad you know what I'm saying that's what that's what you're dealing with so it's like if you're gonna blame anybody you blame the operators and then you blame whoever that hired that, that fucking stupid-ass operator. Because I saw the pictures of the kid that was on it, and the first thing that came to my mind was like, why the fuck was this kid on this fucking ride? Like, his ass ain't fit. Like, why? Like, so the operator gets the blame. I don't put no blame 
except for what D is saying. And D to an aspect is right because my my initial reaction is going to be to blame the coach that I left my son with. Yes. But once the dust settles, I'm, I feel like I'll be like, you know what? It ain't the coach's fault. It's the operator's fault. So I'm not going to be thinking. I ain't going to be thinking about that the first when it's fresh. That's like that's down the road. You go, you go on to digging this coach's ass, like. <laughs> oh, hell no! If you're going, if you send your kid to a theme park, you're going to a theme park knowing your kid's about to ride rides, do this and that. It's up to yeah. the person that's supposed to be checking the safety. To tell you, you ain't, you ain't small enough to ride this thing. Yeah. Again, where this happened was not at a theme park. It was like a boardwalk-style place, not an actual theme park. So this right. is a side attraction of what the theme parks are. Still, I still, think, I still think if I'm sending my kid to a theme park, I know he's going to be riding rides in the theme park, beside the theme park, on the way to the theme park. I just know it's going to be a theme park day. That's going to be the theme of the theme park is the ride ride. So I'm going there in the aspect that he's going to get on rides if it's in the theme park or before he gets there. So, but to, to agree with D, because I do, I do think to uh, aspect D is right. My first initial reaction is probably going to want to punch the coach in the face because I did leave my son with you. Right. But that's everybody's first initial reaction. It's like, what the fuck you do? What? But down the road, when the dust settles and you actually think about it, you're going to be like, you know what? It never settles, Moose. That's what I'm telling you. It never settles. I don't know. So I, I, got, I, I got a question for you. I got a question then. Dealing with the, same, the whole situation. With everything that happened, you knowing this, when they open the ride back up, would you go on the ride? Probably. Why not? I wouldn't have a problem going on a ride. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem going on a ride. What's wrong with y'all, bro? Man, he just died. Bro, somebody just died, bro. What's wrong with you? No, people died. What's wrong with y'all, bro? Hey, you drove you, you the day, didn't you? Unless they added more safety features like the seatbelt that they're supposed to have on that kind of ride? Hell no. Now, I'm bro, okay. What? Look, look, I'm a, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with them not adding the seatbelts. What I'm not okay with is getting the same seat that the death occurred in. I can't do that. Man, oh, I think they would take that whole section off. I, I think they would do. I think they would remove the seat and then they'll change the section and they'll try to make it look different to make it look like it's a new ride. Dude, you know how many times I went to fucking... Six Flags when I was a kid and went waiting in line to get on the ride and I see that motherfucking ride stuck all the way at the top and my happy ass still waited till they un- got that shit to work again and I got on that same fucking ride that got stuck at the top. Right, right. there's a shit. difference between seeing a ride broke down and seeing someone actually like slip out of a ride and die. That's That's a big difference. But people get in car accidents every day and die. And like, we still drive to work and we still drive to point A to point Z and shit happens. Well, I agree. But, you know, in the nature of this type of ride, you're throwing yourself up hundreds of feet in the air and just free falling. You do that on uh, Dr. Doom's Death Drop at Universal. You do that on roller coasters. You do that oh, yeah, every time no, you go on a, loop on a roller coaster. I've, 
I've really been playing it, bro. Like, we have a Six Flags here in Dallas, and uh, or what's really in Arlington. But, you know, we have Superman, which is pretty much the same thing as what that ride was. You know, you go up and it's like drop drop zone and care when it's the same thing. You know, I've ridden the rides plenty of times. Yeah, think about this. Look, just look at the statistics on, on that ride, right? How long has that ride been open? Probably years, right? Probably how many people have ridden that ride? Probably, let's say, what? Wait, a, a million fucking people have ridden that ride. Anytime about one person dies out of a fucking million, and you're talking about you're never going to ride that ride again. Well, see, yeah. but see, I'm coming from a different perspective, because I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. I, I know you're the king of the heavyweights, Moose. You're the goat of the heavyweights. But I'm a big boy, too. I ain't getting my big ass in that ride after I seen that. Hell no. <laughs> Look, Moose, that's not the problem. The problem is not the million. The problem is the one. Nobody wants to be the one. <laughs> oh, I agree. But again, it's an accident. It wasn't it's like it was like, it's it's like something yeah. that happens all the time. I can say that you can say the same thing about when I went bungee jumping and stuff like that. They have accidents and bungee jumping all the time. Uh, I still did it. And you don't, you, man. Okay. All right. I understand. Right, so, let, 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 hey, let me ask you this question, B. And this is like switching the whole, let me ask you guys this question. Do you wear a mask every single place you go to? Here we go. No, D doesn't like to answer questions related to masks. Uh, no, no, be real with me. Do you wear a mask every single place no, you go to? I do not. Where people's around. And huh? guess what? More people have died. The, the statistics from people dying from COVID is higher than this fucking one situation. And guess what? You still don't wear a fucking mask. Right? So you're comparing. But you, you won't. You, so so what you're telling me is, is you're you're comparing quality of life to excitement in life is that what we we talking about here to the joy ride the thrill you're talking about a thrill seeker a thrill seeker because that's what all rides are is people, that's me pe people that get on rides are thrill seekers you're saying that versus quality of life or having to wear a mask because of whatever the case may be uh, maybe you don't want to wear it. Maybe you do wear it. Maybe you believe in science. Maybe you don't. Maybe you believe in uh, God to where you feel like he going to protect you. So I, whatever the case may be is you're talking, you're comparing that to somebody that's seeking thrills. Yeah, that doesn't compare. Because only one life. person from a million people have died seeking thrills. COVID has killed millions. Do you know for a fact that only one person has died on that ride? I feel like if more people have died on that ride, that's something that, that info would have been out there. That was like, And it would have been closed down by now. It would be closed down by now. Like, Maybe. Usually, if a ride has multiple accidents, they close it down. Yeah, they but close, yeah, it, down. close yeah. it down. That's not true. One. Most the, the of the time, Texas I Giant, the Texas Giant here in uh, Six Flags in Texas, uh, it's had multiple things go wrong. They've had to restructure it and like do stuff to it, but that thing's still wide open. But yeah, you when you say multiple, when you say multiple things go wrong, someone got decapitated on that ride, and that thing's still open. Yeah, they've had some. Some people have died on Universal ones, and I've been on every one of those. 
What's wrong with y'all, man? What is wrong? But again, with you're talking to somebody that wants to jump out of an airplane and do bungee jump or and parachute. Are you talking to somebody who's done a bungee jump? Looking literally, when I jump down, I'm staring at a thing of rocks and maybe a foot of water. That is it when I jumped out. Moose, moose. Like, I've done you're, things yeah. that aren't. And, and this is what you're saying. You're comparing that. To me, running to the grocery store without my mask. <laughs> no, no, no. What Gary talking about is that's way different. That's way different than going on a fucking ride. Bro, it's the same thing. It's the you're seeking thrills. That's what you're doing. His he just get he got a little bit more adrenaline in his thing, but it's the same thing. The reason why you get on roller coasters is not because they ride just as fast as a car. It's because of you thrill-seeking. It gets the blood pressure pumping. It gets the juices I mean, flowing. And you feel like all the time that your life, life is though. Right. But that's quality of life. Man, it ain't got shit to do with quality. Okay. All right, Moose. You right, man. You right. <laughs> it's quality of life. Like, yeah. You right. You right. <laughs> that's quality of life, man. Hey, Gary, right. it's quality to you, ain't it? Yeah, I enjoy I, I, I life. Yeah. Oh, so the whole story behind me actually doing the bungee jump, I never wanted to bungee jump in my life ever. Never had the urge to do it. I always wanted to jump out of a plane. The only reason why I bungee jumped is because I was in New Zealand walking down the street with one of my buddies, and I hear my name called from the restaurant. And I'm like, What? And it was somebody I went to high school with and graduated high school with. Hadn't seen him in 10 years since I graduated high school. Ran into him in New Zealand, and he had just done the bungee jump. So I took that as a sign. I got to do this. And I did it. That's, that's the crazy. stupidest shit ever, Gary. That's yeah, so that's, stupid. Yeah, that, that, well, that's you want another crazy thing? That's stupid. You, you want another crazier thing? That's stupid, You want another crazier thing? The weight limit's 270. I weighed 265, and I was the very first person of the day. So I was the tester of the day. <laughs> Yeah, that's Bro, crazy, that, man. That was that's ridiculous, Gary. And and I knew it because yeah, I knew it. You just fit the description. You right. You right. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so with that being said, I want to shift gears a little bit, Moose, because we got you here. And we've been talking about wrestling a little bit. We just been kind of dabbling with it and I know we're gonna blindside you with this. We're not gonna talk about the AEW, WWE fight. What we want to talk to you about is we want to talk to you about. No, no. What I want to talk to you about is how did you feel when D'Angelo missed his table spot? Bro, why do we? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Hey. What are we doing? Before that, that, I want to give y'all a chance to defend yourselves, Moose, because I don't know if you listen to the Cinnamon Sugar podcast, but every time we bring you up, I say that's the GOAT of the big men in the game right now, and both of them always laugh at me and say, what the hell are you talking about? So, Moose, you need to check your friends. He always says all time. He always says all time. But again, but this is also coming from somebody who always jokes around and says LeBron's the goat. So like it's kind of hard well, to LeBron is the goat. Look, look, look. I'll say this. Most, most, most. I, I just want to tell you this right here, right now. I, I don't, I don't, I'm I don't know what the hell they're talking about. You are not the best big man to ever wrestle. No, you're not. Okay, no, you so, are so not this, top okay. five. I'm okay, we so all this. know this. So what okay, are we so, talking about? What's what are we apologizing so you, for? You say you say I'm not top five or I am top five. No, I'm saying you're not top five. 
Okay, but what are we comparing it to? Like, wrestling is different than basketball or sports in general because wrestling, there's so many different, there's so many different, like, are you comparing it to draw? Are you comparing it to scale? Or you compare what? I, I what, am, what, I, am com- I am comparing you to Brock Lesnar. I am. We talking about the best big man, top five. I'm, do you want me to keep going? I'm talking about Andre the Giant. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm comparing you to other big men. What are you comparing yourself to? No, I'm. I'm, I'm saying. But what are you going off? Are I'm, you going I'm, off? I just scale, told you we're going, going off big man. You say you the best big man, and I'm talking about. Top, we talking about top five. I mean, I don't. So, I don't even. I don't personally think I'm the best big man. I. But, but, I just say. <laughs> I. I say it because it's a. It's a. No, no, no. That's not what I'm. What I'm, what I'm saying. No, but, no. What I'm saying, Moose, is is. Hell he, no, you're the best big man. You got to ride with that shit. Come on. So, so that's what he's trying to do. He wanted to apologize. And I'm like, what are you apologizing for? Because we said that. We did say that. And I said, I would tell Moose when he came on, as far as top five, I was like, now Moose is a damn good wrestler. He should be the highest paid big man. He should, yeah, he should definitely be doing that, doing flips and shit. I don't know. I don't know if you think you loot your swords, little brother or something. I don't know why you're doing all that. Big men don't do that. You're supposed to stay on the ground. Stay your ass on the ground and stop doing front flips and shit when you spear people, bro. You too big to be doing all that. Now, when you say athletic big so, man, you're moving something. So no, I will I will give Moose one little prop here. I definitely think he is one of the best or better big man on the mic because most big men don't yes. talk like you yes. mentioned andre and giants doesn't yeah. talk brock lesnar doesn't talk until recently Moose yes. can actually talk on the mic most big men don't have it they have somebody else that does it for hogan was able to talk on the mic a little bit but he just relied on and when he was nwl he did other than that he was not when he was just the hulkamanians with nothing but when it was nwl he was able to talk because he was being the heel role so I would say I think Moose definitely has the talking ability because as I've texted Moose, some of his promos are awesome. I love how he calls out other brands and other wrestlers and stuff like that. I think that's awesome because that's playing his character that he is. Right. And I, 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 I will say this. I will, I will say this. I don't think I think it will be just being a humble dude. I wouldn't put myself top five when it comes to all around wrestling as a big guy. But I do think when it comes to scale in ring wrestling, I think I believe I'm definitely top five when it comes to in ring, not the whole package, just in ring. Because I didn't think Hulk Hogan was a good wrestler. Um, I didn't no. think Andre the Giant he was, was a, a good wrestler. Was yeah, I, didn't, I don't think Andre the Giant was a good wrestler. I don't think um kevin nash was a good wrestler like but these guys were were great performers there's a difference between being a great performer and a great wrestler and all these guys i just named i don't think were great wrestlers in ring wrestlers i think they were great performers like probably some of the best performers of all time so now that's a big difference i'd like to know i would like to know y'all's opinion i think he was a tremendous wrestler who was a very big wrestler and is super underrated as a wrestler, Yokozuna, for how big he I was, think, I think he was able to also. move and do things. Yes, he was able to do things and move in the ring that people didn't expect at the way he was. And I think he gets enough credit for what he was able to do. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think he was. 
I know me. I know we got this argument last time when I said that I think Roman Reigns is probably the best wrestler out, and you guys said no, no. I think he's probably. You won't hear any argument from time, but I think Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, those two, are probably the best. It goes Moose, then Roman Reigns, one and two, baby. I, I, if Roman Reigns think, is on here, it'd be Roman Reigns think, and then Moose. I think. No, here's the thing. Here's what I want to say to Moose, though, for real. So Moose, well, what, I don't think Moose does get enough credit for his in in ring game for how big he is. And not only that, but he ha- he's got that like anti hero ability. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a Deadpool, where he plays a bad guy, but you still want to cheer for him because he's just like he's just got that charisma about him. And I think that's something that's undervalued when it comes to like all around and so i love it that moose calls himself the best when he's you know in character because i'm like hey that's why that's why i'm like oh, pushing is. you i'm like he got that you, shit you like know, you, know, you know it's so fucking weird it's like on twitter you would think i'm the fucking the worst i'm like the baddest hill and fucking planet because they hate me on twitter but then all these people come to the show and it's like fuck i hate this fucking guy i can't wait till he comes out so i can boo him and then I come out, I was like, fuck, I kind of want to cheer for him. It's like, it's so fucking weird. I don't know why that happens. Exactly. It, it, That's what I'm it, talking it just about. sucks. Like, we always talk about it. It's like, <laughs> fuck, like, I'm a hill. I wish I could get real hill heat. Like, on Twitter, I get it easily. But then when these people come to the show, it's like, because I think I have the whole, I have the cool entrance and fucking, well, I have the music and like, you know what I'm saying? I think, I don't know. Like, wrestling sucks. Wrestling well, I think, so uh, well, I think a huge part of it, though, is you see it with multiple other, other like, when you have a huge heel. Like, Roman Reigns is actually getting applauded now because of the heel turn. Uh, you have MJ, MJF, who everybody, or whatever hey, his name is. I, I'm going to uh, go on record, and he, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say this. MJF is the greatest heel of all time. All yeah, time. But, but again, everybody I'm cheers for him, too. All I'm just, time. You triple with all time. MJF, all this, time. Is, this is what, what this is what makes MJF so great at being a hill because MJF is the only person right now that is allowed to get cheap heat. I, I don't. Well, and he also what, stays what, in what, character. Hold on, even, hold on, Gary. What's cheap heat? Because yeah. not everybody understands. Cheap heat is going out there and say, "Hey, Milwaukee, you guys suck." Boo! MJF is the only person doing that. See, my character, I can't do that because that's not my kind of, that's not my type of hill work. And yeah. MJF gets a lot of his hill heat from she. And it's not, I'm not knocking him. He's just if everybody did what MJF did, then MJF wouldn't be as good as MJF is at doing it. But only MJF does that. So MJF is. He's he's the type that will say and it's it's to the point where he doesn't even need to do it clever anymore. He just flat out say, "Hey, um, I can't wait to leave this dirty town because Chicago smells like shit." Obviously, that's cheap. People is gonna say, "Boo, yeah. Chicago." Yeah. So, he's the only person well, that I is. I will a, say, look, look now. I understand every I, I understand everything that you're saying, Moose, and I'm not trying to say that you hating on this man promos or anything like that. But MJF promos are insane. 
because MJF is a fucking monster on the mic. I'm not. That's what I'm. I'm not, that's what I'm gonna say. And, 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 and I'm. You know, I'm not bad. So I don't think he's phenomenal. I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna compare him to. I'm gonna compare him to CM Punk when it comes to mic skills. Their mic skills far exceed their wrestling abilities. Yeah, I think they're both good at wrestlers, though. Too, I think they have wrestling ability. They're not. They're not terrible. No, they have wrestling ability, but their mic skills. It was more like Enzo. Enzo on the mic, nobody could touch him. But his wrestling skills wasn't even close to his mic skills. And then Ric Flair. Ric Flair, and I know that y'all gonna say he was a good wrestler, but his mic skills back in the days and those times was way better than his wrestling ability. I'll give you one which is the other way around. I'm gonna go uh, Brian Danielson. His wrestling ability is way better than his mic skills, and his mic skills are good. Uh, Seth Rollins, same way. So, so this dude named Don Callis. He used to be an impact. You guys met him before. Um, he taught me a lot about what being a heel is. And in my opinion, anybody, and don't, I'm not knocking MJF. I'm not knocking I, I get any you, of these I guys. Get you, I think MJF is phenomenal. I think CM Punk is phenomenal. But, but from working with Don, anybody could be a good heel if you give them a, a mic. Now, the question is, can you be a good heel because of your work? And that's why I will uh, always think Triple H is the best heel of all time. Because you can, you can just watching Triple H wrestle, he wrestled like a fucking heel. Like, just if you saw the way he carried himself, the way, like, how, um, how fucking, what's the word am I looking for? How fucking, like, when they say he's a cerebral assassin, he really, really worked that way. Like, everything he did was, like, very, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's trying to kill a motherfucker. Like, that's what being a heel is. Brock Lesnar, he wrestles like a fucking heel. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what, and that's, if you see the way I've been wrestling now, I don't need a fucking mic to tell people, oh, this guy's a heel. Like, when I start wrestling, the shit that I do to people by, like, pulling their ears and fucking try to smash their face on the guardrail, shit like that. They're going to look at it and be, and be like, yeah, that motherfucker, he's an asshole. He's bad. And that's what, that's the difference between my hill work and MJF's hill work. MJF needs a mic to show people that he's a hill. I don't need a mic to show people I'm the fucking hill. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I want one of I want to bring up to y'all real quick. Have y'all seen been seeing what Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Uh, Zack Ryder, has been doing. I feel like he's slowly becoming a pretty good heel. Nobody, and y'all been seeing that? Yeah, and he's on the same, he's on, he's really good, don't get me wrong, and he's really good, but he's on that same MJF kind of like type of heel work, you know what I'm saying, where those guys need a mic and needs stuff like that to show that I'm a heel, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, the question is, if I, you have the if you have the TV on mute, would you be able to tell that MJF is a heel? I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying because you could tell based so, off so the work. So I think, uh, right, yeah, right. I, I never noticed that, but I, I that, uh, I think one big thing that uh, we miss a lot too that is it's more lost in today's wrestling versus back in the day is kayfabe. MJF stays in kayfabe all the time. He never breaks. Yeah. So what's, what's I think K-fabe? that helps his heel 
Maybe kayfabe I... is where you never break character. You're in character even when you're not wrestling. Like right now, Moose is just himself right now. He's not in character. So like he never breaks character. When he does interviews, when he does anything, he's always in his character. And I think that's what helps build his heel persona is because he never breaks. And I know back in the day, that was always a thing. Nobody ever broke. It was, it was taboo to talk about. And I, there was one name I wanted to just throw out because we didn't mention it. I think that was great. Tremendous on the mic and a great heel. And I think he has a little bit of the uh, wrestling heel, but it's not the powerful heel. It's more like the underhanded tactics. And that was Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho back in the ah, day when he was playing he was nice heel work, he was this underhanded tactics because he didn't have, he wasn't bigger than the people. So he's doing the low blows. Yeah. He's doing the cheap shots, yeah. stuff like that. But he's doing it that way. And he was Eddie great Guerrero. On the mic. Eddie Guerrero is another one doing the cheap shots, yeah. but it's not because they're more physical. It was just more because of the way they wrestled. Like you said, you just had the physical ability to do it. They did not because they were smaller. So I would say there's so many different, and that's the props to all of you that you're able to do that in so many different ways. Like you're able to do it in multiple facets versus just relying on one. And I think that's a huge aspect. Yeah. I just got one more question for you, uh, Moose, and then we can get off this wrestling stuff. What's the process? Cause I've always wanted to know this, bro. Because it blows my mind. and I, No, no, I no, no. We're not going to skip my question. I, I want to know how did Moose feel when you missed the table spot? We're going to get to the bottom of it first. Gary, yeah, we're not talking about that, bro. That was so many years ago. People <laughs> no, I, 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 will, I will answer Moose, this. Moose, they don't, no, no, I'm going to answer because I think they need to know the answer to this. Moose, the Moose, whole time Moose, we talk about this Moose, match. Moose, Moose, <laughs> yeah. Moose. We, we going we to let me ask, hey, let me hey, ask my question, mute. bro. They the don't, mute. Thank you, Moose. Go ahead. Okay. Wow. So, going through this match, we all told D'Angelo's hard-headed ass, bro, we don't need this spot where you're going to the table. And he kept arguing with us, being that friend who's drunk and want to drive the fucking car. <laughs> kept telling us, nah, man, I want to go through the table. This is all I wanted to be arrested because I want to do a frog splash through a table. And Scott told him, bro, we don't need it. We have everything we got called so far is great. And D'Angelo was fucking arguing with everybody. He had to fucking do it. So the first thing that came to my mind was when he missed it was, motherfucker told you we didn't need it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind when he hit face first on the floor. And the second thing that came to my mind was like, there's no way we're going to end the pay-per-view like this, right? Like, what the fuck are we going to do? So I was start scrambling. I didn't know what the fuck to do because I was still younger in wrestling then. So Scott had to tell the ref to tell us to go back in the ring and powerbomb Eli Drake through the table. So that's what happened. But you could, you could, put, you could take D off mute. And he'll right, attempt to what I'm saying is true. <laughs> How many times did we tell you that was not so... needed? So, Moose, I'm going to ask you my question, bro. <laughs> He's just going to ignore, ignore my question. I, I just, I just want to ask you my question, Moose. Okay? And, and please answer it truthfully. If you can't answer it on here, you can just answer it off to the side. How yeah. difficult or what's the process in switching in between characters from you being who you are versus who you are in the ring? Has that ever... Like, is there ever a time where you forget to turn it off? Is it like a switch? Or is it like, how do you separate the two in your life? Because a lot of people always ask us as football players, you never bring work home. You never bring work home. That's a lie. We brought that shit home. 
You know how yeah. it is, is that we brought it home. So I'm I've always wondered from a, like Ric Flair was himself. He never played a character, or he did play a character, and it just turned into being him. How how easy or difficult is it for you to go back and forth? It's very easy to go back and forth because a lot of people don't know this, and this is the thing that I love about Twitter because or social media because people think Moose and Quinn is the same fucking person, and they're so far like both opposite end of the spectrum that Moose is totally different than Quinn. So I could easily, as soon as I come back to curtain, turn Moose off. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's very easy. Now, to answer your question with bringing, a lot of times, the only time I bring Moose home is if I'm not happy with the performance of Moose. Then obviously, I'm the guy playing Moose. Okay. Kind of like if you had a bad game. Okay. You're going to be like, fuck, I had a bad game. That's some bullshit. Like, bro, same thing. Right. If I had a bad match or I had a bad promo or I had a bad segment, that's the only time I'm going to bring that home with me, like thinking about right. what I could do to make that better. But as far as turning the switch, that's easy. Like, I've mastered who Moose is. So I could easily, like, I know what Moose would do in a situation compared to what I would do in a situation because it's so both end of the spectrum you know what i'm saying right like, have you yeah. ever have you ever seen it in the business where somebody couldn't turn it off and you just like whoa what the hell wrong with you man like you do oh, yeah yeah and oh. i'm not gonna say no names like i did no no before, no yeah don't don't give us but any names, like but I, I there's a bunch of people where it's like bro this motherfucker really thinks this shit is real like this motherfucker is really living it like he's what he is on tv like and it just makes you think, like, fuck, this dude might be crazy for real. Like, uh, and there's a lot of people like that. You'll be surprised. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. It, it's it's very difficult because here he, here's what I believe, Moose, and and it's it's really tough for me right now, even hearing you talk about it. And I don't know if you feel like the same way, Gary. I'm a huge. I I love method actors. Right. Not those actors that can just like I love method actor actors. And if you would say in wrestling, you have method actors and you never have time off, then you essentially live in the character that you're method acting. So therefore, if you look at it that way, they're good actors. But it's, it's, it's bad because they're not method actors and they shouldn't be in that profession because it doesn't allow you that ability to shut it off at all. You, if you're a method actor and you're getting ready for a role in a movie, then once that movie is complete and finished, then you shut that character off and then you go back to finding yourself. You see what I'm saying? Where right. in wrestling, you don't get time off. So that, that that if they're a method actor, there's no time off there. So they're constantly doing it. And now they've essentially turned into that character that you see all the time. Yeah, That's how I saw is, it. This is what when it gets scary for me. It gets scary or being around some of these people. It gets scary when um, you see a wrestler. Because sometimes for younger wrestlers, it's easy to be yourself. It's very easy to be yourself. I'll say that. That's when you're not playing uh, 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 a character that you have to actually dig deep to be that character. It's easy to be yourself. Like, there's there's a few people in Impact who generally are themselves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
themselves is not really anything that like crazy or hard to be. It's just a regular fucking person who's good at professional wrestling that has a name. You know what I'm saying? The thing that makes me scared scared is like when a guy is playing a fucking character where you need to actually know who this character is and it's so different than who your real self is and it's like you actually have to act to be this character but you decide to never turn that shit off that's the thing that scares me you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like you do like when you start when you came to wrestle you was just being d'angelo Williams. yeah and that's easy to be d'angelo Williams because you you are d'angelo Williams all fucking day i don't don't know if i could say I don't know if I could play a character because I think that character, me, I'm a method actor and I like that. And I, I right. well, I'm I'm not a method method actor, but I mean, I think I'd take that method in acting. So therefore, I'd probably lose myself like everybody else. But yeah, but if the, if you went to WWE and they told you, okay, you're gonna be fucking uh, a clown, and you just decide you're never gonna take your clown outfit off, man. Once you leave WWE, you just gonna dress I, up in your clown outfit. That's crazy. That's like this motherfucker is nuts, bro. Like, what's wrong with him? And I, there's people who are like that because being a clown is so far off than what who you are as a real person, right? So right. I'm gonna look at you as like you're a fucking psychopath because that's something you should turn off when you leave here. And there's people who don't who are that far off from their real life and what their character off, but they don't turn it off. That's so I got I got one question and we can we'll let you go move so we can end this podcast and uh it's more of like it's a wrestling more of like growing up and stuff. So in general, what would you say is your three all-time favorite matches you've watched either growing up that you might still watch today? Like what oh, yeah, would you say easy. to you is consider your three mo- your best matches that you enjoy watching? You know the funny thing about it, my top 3 best matches has nothing to do with how good the wrestling is. It's just mm-hmm. the moment. For me, it's the moment. So number yeah. one is Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the that's one. number that's one. And that's probably the shittiest match I've ever... If you watch that match now, you'll probably... <laughs> so like, this match the build-up was so the build up was so bro. fucking... Build yeah, up. the build-up was like... It's all about ah. the build-up, bro. And the build-up was so fucking strong. It was like... Uh, Holy fuck, like, are you fucking serious? Number two was fucking um, Hulk Hogan again versus The Rock at WrestleMania. Icon versus Icon, basically? Yeah, that was number two. And number three will probably have to be, oh, fuck. I hate to say this, because I hate to put recent matches as my top three match. And this is more recent. It was CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam. I don't remember the year, but it was from SummerSlam. And it was all about the story. And that's the thing. To me, it's not even the wrestling that attracts me. It's the story that attracts me. Mm-hmm. And the wow. story into that was Brock Lesnar just turned on CM Punk to go back with. No, Brock. Oh, Paul Heyman just turned on CM Punk to Brock. To go to Brock and it was a whole struggle and those were my three favorite matches. Like so, so oh, I, I want to hear D. I want to hear your two times two, and then I'll get my two. And we'll I, I'm gonna it. give you. I'm not even gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you. That's fine. The second, the second one would be Hulk Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior, but my number one would be Undertaker 
versus Triple H. I mean, not Triple H. Uh, John uh, Michaels. John Michaels. When he came Which out in the white outfit. First one or the second? Uh, when he that when he came out one. in the all white outfit. No, that was the white versus black. Yep. Yeah, that was it was white versus black, and the only reason why I think that's the greatest match of all time is because the emotional roller coaster me and Gary was on in the stands trying to figure out because his guy was Shawn Michaels. That's his his greatest of all time. Mine is The Undertaker. Bro, our friendship was on the balance doing this <laughs> match, bro. We didn't talk to each other. the first one or the second one? Ah, bro, it was insane. It, I, yeah, it, no, yeah it was it was like that he came like when they when Shawn Michaels came out gear was like all just obnoxiously cheering and stuff it was sickening and then you know I obviously got to outdo him on the Undertaker but it wasn't like you said it had nothing to do with the match but it had everything to do with the experience and that's yeah. why that's the number one for me because I'd never been to a match or seen a match on TV that moved me like that match moved me at that moment when I was there with Gary. And that's not, I'm not, I'm not saying you like a cool dude in that gear, but yeah. So time. Time to <clears throat> Number three, number three for me is going to be the uh, ladder match. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, fuck. I, forget. I take, I take, I take Brock versus fucking CM Punk. <laughs> that's number three for me. Razor versus fucking Shawn, the first one. Oh no! Not even the first one. The second <laughs> yeah. one, when when Razor won. Yeah, the first one. Two belts. Yeah, the one, the second uh, one. That was. I'm sorry, I got to put Razor for the shot. There you um, go. <laughs> then go my ahead. next one would be uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania, just because. Which one? That's my favorite wrestler. Which one? What's that? One, two, or three? Three was Stone uh, Cold's last match. Two yeah, was when Stone Cold turned hell. So you're talking about the last one, okay? Yeah, it'd be the last one. Stone Cold was always um, a heel. What you mean, turn heel? He was, he no, was always He was a good heel. He was the good no, heel. And when they what, said what, he was a fan was favorite. When, um, Vince McMahon helped Stone Cold win. That's why he turned heel. Like, he was... He oh, was okay. okay. When Vince McMahon kept hitting the rock with a yeah. chair, and then they cheered in the beer at the end. Yeah. The corporate, the corporate rattlesnake. Yeah, <laughs> and then what was your number one? And then first for me, I know it's going to sound like I'm trying to suck up, but really it was uh, D'Angelo Moose's match at Slammiversary because that's the first time I've been able to watch a match and be like, I know, I know that person wrestling, and so I felt connected to that match. So I enjoyed watching that one. It was the experience. That, that was definitely a suck up there. Experience, <laughs> 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 bro. That was his experience, hater. What was yours, Gary? Since your non-sentimental ass. <laughs> My number one all time is Shawn Michaels versus uh, Razor Ramon in the first ladder match. Damn, My number two, one... it's the first time the ladder was brought in, ever introduced in a match. Yeah. Iconic. Uh, and then my number two is the uh, Hell in the Cell between Undertaker and Mankind because oh, that's a good they one. Each other yeah. through hell. And then my number three. Now this is a it's a it's a tie base, basically between two matches. It is the Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man at WrestleMania, and then Sting versus Ric Flair. But that was early '90s, maybe late '80s, a Sting Ric Flair because I was a huge Sting fan when he was the blonde hair. So like that was the turning point when Ric Flair lost to Sting and all that kind of stuff. So, like, for me, that was an iconic aspect for me. And I'm a big Sting fan in general. So, 
But the Bro, Macho Man, fucking Razor. The, the Razor versus Shawn Michaels 2 had the epic finish, bro. I know, but like... That's why his leg, lost. that's why his arm got, his leg got but stuck Sean in the ropes. I can't, and they, but Sean lost. I can't like that one as much. Was his, was his <laughs> leg really stuck in the ropes? Yeah, his leg got stuck in the rope, and then when he moved his leg off the rope, his arm got stuck in the rope while Razor was climbing the top. You all remember that? I do, nah, yeah. I'm going to have to go yeah. back. Sean lost, so I don't, that can't be my favorite. Um. Okay. All right. Well, you you gonna take us out time? Time. You want to take us out time? Yeah. Well, uh, what time are we all meeting up in Dallas this week? Oh yeah, we're, we're all gonna be in Dallas. Are y'all coming to the show? We're working on that right now. <laughs> oh. I've been I've been hearing oh, that what? for a month, Moose. <laughs> so you, are you gonna be in Dallas? Yes, on Friday night. Yes or no? The plan is yes. <laughs> did he end up with a yes or no? Like we like, he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, because we, hey, the show, the, the matches we got on the Impact show, you, that's probably going to, that might be, I, I honestly think that pay-per-view we got on the first is bigger than a pay-per-view we got on the 23rd. That's just my. Okay. Yeah, we got some crazy ass matches. Like, and, it, and it's in Dallas. It's in Dallas, yeah. Hey, Friday so the first at nine p.m. You gonna hook some? You gonna hook some people up that ain't got no jobs? Some tickets? Yeah, I get y'all front front fucking row, first row. That's all we need. Ooh, okay. Hey, I'm now I'm wearing your opponent's shirt now. You only know who my opponent is. <laughs> 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 I was trying to get you to get some up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who my point it is, but no. Uh, from what I remember is the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. Um, it's me and PCO versus Jonah and versus Jonah and Josh Alexander. Most. It's Matt Cardona. Is, it, oh, is this is this fine to be on the podcast or no? Yeah. Okay. Is Matt Cardona and his wife Chelsea versus Mickey James and her husband? Okay. Um, it's fucking Ishii versus Eddie. Um, what else? It's the Ultimate X match where there's a big, you know, the Ultimate X match is one of those. We watched one yeah. of those, yeah. Yeah, those are those uh, are always dope, man. They come up with yeah. some pretty good creative ideas. Yeah, uh, I got a, I got a question for one one last question for you, Moose, and yeah. this will this will be you giving some kudos to the Impact roster. Uh, who's who's some of the best wrestlers not named Moose? Oh fuck, that's easy. Um, Josh Alexander is probably the best wrestler on our roster. Um, Eddie Edwards, you know he's good. Fucking, yeah. um, the Good Brothers are good. Oh uh, yeah. fuck! They better be good at the highest paid. <laughs> but the brothers, they, yeah, but they're cool as fuck too, and they're good. Like fucking, they those guys are fucking awesome. Oh, uh, good brothers is real good. The, the now the girls, dude, we got the our girls are like they don't talk about them enough. Like everybody only talks about WWE and AEW. Now I don't even think they really talk about AEW. It's more WWE, but our girls. Fucking Jordan Grace, she benched more than you, bro. Yeah, Both no, of you she, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She fucking, and she's really good too. That's the thing. And then Deanna, she's really good. And Mickey Jane, 
everybody know how good she is. Like yeah, we whatever. are fact. Whatever I lied on the last question. I'm I know I'm taking this podcast long, but I wanna know whatever happened to the the the, the one lady, the 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 icon's daughter. Uh, you're friends with her, really good friends with her. Uh, oh, Tessa. Tessa. Whatever happened to Tessa Blanchard? Oh, she works for uh, this company called Wow. Wow. And, um, you know, Jenny Buss, the chick that owned the Lakers? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She owns a professional wrestling company that's based out of L.A. And Tessa is like her LeBron James for that company. So oh. Tessa is paid right now. Like, Okay. Yeah. Tessa left Impact and became goddamn richer than everybody in Impact. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she she's paid. Ah, okay, all right. Well, yeah. that, enough said. I just you know I just asked. Um, I I I called Desmond Howard though. I just want to let y'all know. Uh, but when I saw him in the X Division match, remember I told you I was like that kid right there. He going he going somewhere. Yeah, he, um, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? They buried your boy. Uh, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, Hurricane. What, what is his name? <sighs> the light skinned guy. That was the Rick, same group of Ricochet. 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 Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He, got, he got the, he got the IC title now. Oh. Man, yeah, I can tell you but how much still, he watches WWE. And yeah, but they still ain't doing nothing with him. It's just WWE right now is just in that place, man. Unless you like the top five people there, yeah. you just not. It, it just is what it is, man. It's like, and it's it's worse than that. If you bring a Stone Cold Steve Austin out in Dallas, then you know you have, have Logan sale. Paul and you have Johnny Knoxville wrestling. Yes, yeah. you are struggling as a company, bro. If you bringing all these old guys back. And 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 when I say struggling as a company, not meaning like to, people tuning in. I'm talking about the product that you're putting out there. The product that you're putting out there because AEW, bro, what what Khan doing over there, man, is letting them boys do whatever they want to do, and they they giving us old '90s vibes, bro, and we love it. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, WWE and AEW, they both got their their faults, their cons, man. Like, WWE yeah, is not even that wrestling. WWE ain't a wrestling company. It's more entertainment. And that's why they could get away with bringing in Knoxville and bringing in... They just want to entertain. They don't care about the wrestling aspect of it. They want to create movie stars. That's what they want to do over there. AEW, their problem is they just have weights. They have the same problem WWE had fucking 10 years, 5 years ago. They got way too many people and you can't... You, you got all these big names and only got three hours of TV. So how are you going to use all of them? So it's like, and then Impact's issue, we don't have enough stars. You know what I'm saying? So there's each company have its cons. You know what I'm saying? It's just what yeah. company you want to support. Okay. Or support the ones you like most. Because some yeah. people support two. Some people support all of them. Some people only support one. Yeah. I, I support yeah. all of them, you know, especially yeah, that's right. Impact, that's right. man, because of you, Moose. Uh, I, I hope all three of them succeed and keep succeeding because that's just jobs for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Right. You ever going to make the jump, right. man, to go to AEW or WCW No, I don't mind talking about because I'm under contract, so, like, I this was the closest I was to leaving Impact this last time I did was up. I was very close, like, really, really close. 
Like, it's been times where I thought about it, but never really flirted with it. This time, I did more than flirt. Like, I was in talks. Like, I was gone. And then something happened last minute and just, like, gave me a sour taste. I was like, you know, I'm, maybe I shouldn't leave Impact. I know what it was. It was something in that dingy-ass mustache of yours. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on with us, Moose. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. That shit always fun. Talk with the boys, man. All right. We out. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this new uh, background we got today. Look at us. Look like we're set up in a, a stadium somewhere. But we will be back next Monday with another episode. Maybe it'll be live from Dallas because these boys will finally get their ish together. <laughs> <laughs> We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 